Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today I am joined by the awesome Pastor Isaac at uh, Calvary Church, my my old home church. Isaac, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Chris. It's really uh, exciting to be able to get together and to be able to talk about some of these things. Exactly. It's it's super exciting, and it was fun to get a chance to connect with you more, just because mm-hmm. I've only been in like two or three times uh, since since I left, and then especially since you took over, yeah. So we've only been able to have like quick two or three minute conversations in passing. Yeah. So it's been cool to actually get to know you more. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Uh, before we dive right in, I'm just gonna quickly ask if, uh, dear listener, if you could pray for my cousin, uh, not Sam, <laughs> my other cousin in England. He's just had a back issue pop up, and mm-hmm. he's been in a fair bit of pain recently. So if you think of it, could you keep him in your prayers? That'd be great. All right, and uh, Isaac, let's hop to it, my good man. All right. If we could, I actually would hop, but we're sitting quite comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so can you share with us a bit about your testimony, my good sir? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. So I grew up in Canada, um, in the Windsor area, down south a little bit here from Toronto, um, and uh, an amazing, godly, church-involved family um, raised me in the Bible, in the church, in the scriptures. Um, And from a young age, uh, I think I was about four years old, actually, when I first dedicated my life to Christ, you know, you know, kind of said the the prayer. And and actually a funny story that goes with that is my older brother, who's two years older than me, Joel, he was wanting to say the prayer as well. And so I kind of wanted to do it as well and be like, you know, probably my older brother. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think I had childlike faith at that point. And so um, understanding the basics of what the gospel is. Um, and yeah, I was able to continually be raised in um, understanding what God has done for me by dying on the cross and uh, awesome. being raised from the dead. And and so, yeah, um, later on and throughout my junior high years, starting to actually question more of who is God and what does that really mean to me, Mm -hmm. Um, getting outside of my parents' faith to a personal faith, a personal relationship with God and not just believing just because I've been taught this. Yeah. Um, And so that was really a cool time in my life to be able to have people in my life who mentored me, um, youth pastors and junior high leaders. And uh, I was really involved in camp ministries, going to different camps and things like that. Um, I'm a huge pro camp person. Camp ministry is incredible. Did you ever get out to pitch and praise? I haven't, no. You gotta do it! (laughs) I know, that's something everyone keeps telling me to do. Yeah. Yeah, because we were down south, pitch and praise was a little farther and... Yeah, it was was Stainer and now it's in Paris. Okay. Yeah. So not too bad from here, so a potential. From from Windsor, that's a... That's yeah. a heck of a trip. A little bit tri- a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, something I'd love to, to try sometime. I've heard a lot of good things about it, though. It's, it's uh, something that um, I went to through some friends in St. Catharines. Okay. And then I was like, this was amazing. I got to get Calvary going. And then Calvary went for a number of years. Oh, did uh, they? Okay. I talk to, like, I'd... I'd plug it jim percy would plug the heck out of it okay uh, we both my brother would it, it's a great time so if you can next year get them there all right or they've got junior pitch i think later in the oh fall. do they okay yes, they do wow two different ones all right <laughs> a little commercial there a little, little bit of a plug um and it, it's really cool that you were talking about the the mentorship thing where in high where in junior high and high school it became your own faith and not mm-hmm. just your parents faith um just the other day, as I was out and about, I was listening to a Francis Chan uh, podcast okay, yeah. where it was a sermon he had done where he's like, how many of you, how many of you actually, is this faith your faith? Mm-hmm. Or is it just your parents? It's the faith you grew up with. Yes. Like, where you, you more or less like think like I'm a Christian, but you're not living it. You Absolutely. don't actually have a personal relationship. Yeah. And you haven't asked yourself these, these tough questions like mm-hmm. who is God and why are things the way they are in the Bible and how do we live that out in the world? So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's awesome that you that you had that and that you're you're like, I've t- chatted with you for like a ballpark and say like an hour and a half. Yeah. And I've gotten that sense that like you're, you're about modeling that and praise God, that's wonderful, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's what we see in so many of the youth that I work with now is that so many have grown up in the church and have been taught this and just kind of, underhandedly believe it mm-hmm. because this is all they know, right? And, yeah. and getting them to question 
these things in a safe environment is key and be able to actually wrestle through these things with them. Yeah. Um, we've seen incredible growth just because they have a space and an opportunity that is outside of their parents that's in a form, not yeah. or informal kind of environment with their peers just yeah. to struggle through with these things, exactly. right? And and that's not knocking any like parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, like kids if on the off chance you're listening yeah (laughs) (laughs) you should feel free to of course ask your parent anything absolutely but there's there's a bit of a anxiety there where it's like it it's close to home because it's literally home (laughs) somebody's modeled that (laughs) so it's like man what if what if they hate the question that i ask like they can follow me into my room yeah yeah. where they know where i live exactly they know where i live (laughs) Like, heck, yeah. So it's great that you've set that up. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, like you said, not to knock parents, we work with the parents. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. totally, you know, we're in this together for your kids, right? And and hearing that, I'm like, I'm going to air high-five you. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Just because not anything I saw here, but there was stuff I had seen during time in ministry and other friends going up in different youth groups where it's, there's not that connect where it's mm-hmm. like the parents like okay go to youth group this is where you learn about Jesus yeah and it's great that you're working with parents about what their kid so they are aware of what's going on but then that that sets up in a bit of an accountability both sides absolutely and then the kids are like oh hey so it's not just I don't just go and hear and see Jesus modeled by Isaac and the volunteers mm-hmm. it's like okay that's there but it is also at home yeah, yeah, and absolutely. it's not just com- compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's air high five again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so, how did you know you were called to your ministry? Yeah, I think um, part of that goes back to a little bit more of my testimony too. Growing up in a Christian home, um, my parents were very involved in ministry. We're never full-time, you know, vocational ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my dad was on a ministry board and still is actually with uh, um, Jews for Jesus. It's a ministry organization. We're uh, Messianic Jews. Oh, okay. Um, I, I heard juice. Oh, juice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, like apple juice? Like, <laughs> yeah, orange. No. <laughs> so um, like Jewish people Jewish for, people Jesus, Christ. <laughs> for like, Jesus Christ. Messianic Jews. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, just being able to uh, grow up and learning uh, a lot within um, my historical background of what Christians come from, from the Mm -hmm. Jewish line and things like that. And then being part of that um, and just seeing my dad running camp ministries and involved with that ministry. And then my parents were heavily involved in our local church. um, Nice. Small little church. But, uh, yeah, just really seeing ministry um, from two different views, from seeing like how the pastors did ministry, how mm-hmm. um, that worked. Then my parents, how they could be lay people serving in the church. And then my mom was also on the missions committee and we had missionaries over to our house all the time. And so I would sit late at night, ask them a million questions because <laughs> that was my heart and still is my heart is actually um, the gospel and missions mm-hmm. and reaching the unreached and things like that. And so um that all played a role into getting excited about ministry. Mm-hmm. At a certain point in my life, when I was um, rededicating my life in high school, um, thinking through what is the purpose of my life? Why am I here on earth? And, and I'm here to serve God. I'm here to honor him. I'm here to, to worship him, to have a relationship with him. But one of my favorite quotes um, is by David Platt, who is one of my, you know, the guys that I I like to look to um, and read some of his books and stuff. But he said in one of his uh, videos, I'm going to misquote it a little bit, but um, is there anything greater than the representation in the declaration of Jesus Christ to all ends of the earth? And I thought through that, is there anything greater than to represent him in the way that I live my life and to actually declare him, to share the gospel Mm -hmm. and to all ends of the earth, not just staying here. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, just a challenge to my life. Um, And another one, um, I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he has the truth project. Um, And he said in his um, uh, quote is, do you really believe that what you believe is really real? And that stuck with me. Do you really believe, Isaac, yeah, do you really believe that what you believe is really real? And if you do, then that should impact every aspect of your life. And yeah. so those were kind of like, Jesus did everything for me. So I like, 
I got to go and serve him with all that I can. I just felt this conviction. Um, So growing up, seeing ministry, feeling the Lord speaking to me through different people like this and through different videos and books and things like that. Um, And then starting to go on little missions trips here and there. And and, um, yeah, really being mentored by other people was was huge. Um, The final kind of cool aspect was applying to university. Um, I wanted to go into ministry at that point. I thought God was calling me there. Um, but I applied to a school called Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois, yep. um, which is centers around sending people to ministry. You can't mm-hmm. go there and not go to ministry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So really cool idea. Um, I heard about it because all these missionary biographies I was reading, they had all gone to Moody. I was like, <laughs> what is this school? Why are there so many missionaries coming yeah. out of it? So I, I did my research and I applied and I said, you know what, Lord, if you want me to get into ministry, and that was the only school I applied to. I said, all right, I know yeah. that it's actually a really tough school to get into. I think it was one in seven guys get in. Um, so tough, you know, tough school. But if God wants it, he'll make the way. He opened the door. He got me in. He got me into the program I wanted, into the oh missions program. Just incredible. Awesome. To the early bird deadline, too. So I did, like there's two times, you know. Yeah. I got in, you know, where it's like one to 12 kids get in. So even harder to get in at that point. So clearly of God. But then I didn't know what I was going to do financially because it was an experience expensive to live in Chicago, you know? Um, So I applied for a scholarship and this is just an incredible testimony of God's faithfulness. Um, And I I don't share this too often because I, I I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I say this with giving God 100% glory. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It is totally about him providing for his people. Um, And I applied for this $10,000 scholarship through an NFL football player Um, in my hometown. He was offering this. And so I applied and um, wrote this this kind of letter saying, you know, I want to do this nice humanitarian work. You know, I want to be a good person. Yeah. You know, and I felt really convicted before I was about to hand it in. So I, I scrapped it and I said, you know what, I'm gonna if God wants me to get this scholarship, ten thousand dollars, that's gonna cover like a year of my mm-hmm. you know schooling and stuff. I need to write as much God stuff in there as possible, and, yeah. and He will make the way if it's mm-hmm. of Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just shared my heart for missions and sharing the gospel and the love that God has shown me and. Long story short, um, I didn't know, but this guy was actually a Christian. Um, and when he read my application, my essay and stuff, um, him and his wife had been praying. I found out this later. They'd been praying about missions and how they could support missions. And when they read this, they said, you know what? I think this is what we need to do. We need to support this guy in his schooling. And so he called me one night after the deadline was up. And I was like, you know what? I didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and he says, is uh, Isaac Medler there on the phone? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is him. It's like, uh, this is, I'll, I'll leave his name out for uh, his his sake, he's asked to. But um, just, uh, I just was really honored and, and really cool to see your application, your heart for God in my hometown, blah, 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 you know the story. And we talked for like 45 minutes on the phone, just so cool. I'm talking to this NFL yeah. football player, you know, um, just a really, really godly guy, like serving the Lord, heart for missions. Mm-hmm. He says, you know what, Isaac, uh, my wife and I, we've decided that we want to pay for your schooling. And I was like, what? He's like, no, like we want to pay for all four years, oh my room, board, tuition, everything. And I just started crying like yeah. on the phone right there. Like my hope was, God, would you provide one year, $10,000? Yeah. And God just blew me away. Yeah. And just everything, I'm going to provide for you, Isaac. And that's what God did for me yeah. And uh, through this guy who wanted to be faithful. Um, and we still have a relationship, but just just so cool. And that oh, was yeah, so man. clear man. that God was sending me to ministry and to missions too, which my heart and my wife's heart is both for that. And we're praying about that for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just been so cool seeing like so clearly God directing me and and raising me up in this home and uh yeah and here i am now two years into ministry at, at calvary it's been incredible <laughs> incredible so yeah, yeah a little that's a little bit of both no, i guess and that's that's awesome and uh it, your answer kind of led into it is calvary your like your first official uh yeah in qu- air quotes uh ministry position yeah so full-time vocational yeah. ministry full-time vocational ministry. first time yeah. yes yeah so um kind of a cool story as well there i was working up at a camp um mm-hmm. called fair havens ministries yep um then that summer about i think four summers ago now 
Um, I met Daniel. I just happened to sit down at a table. My position at that summer was kind of the youth pastor over 120 summer staff. Wow. Um, so high school and college students, I was kind of overlooking their spiritual formation was my title. Yeah. Um, and so I would meet with different speakers. Daniel, um, who is our senior pastor here at Calvary, he um, was, Shout out. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Great guy. Daniel, <laughs> Daniel's been on. Uh, I am excited to go for lunch with him. Yeah. Uh, soon yeah. after. Uh, he is an awesome guy. Yeah. He is. And I've been mentored by him and, and just really getting to know him and his family mm-hmm. and how he is involved in ministry and how he serves God and his love for the people and for the word of God is I've loved working underneath him. Oh, yeah. Him. Absolutely. Daniel's, Daniel's excellent. Yeah. So I just happened to sit at a table with him. Yeah. And we just had a conversation and I was still had one more year of university to go back to Moody. And he's like, after that conversation, he's like, we really need someone like you at our church. And I took that as a nice compliment and, you know, wow, thanks. But you know, I'm still going to school. And yeah, but later on he came back in the summer and we had a conversation and he's like, Ashley, I'm serious. Would you, would you consider it? And so I was like, well, you know, I wasn't studying pastoral. I didn't think I'd be a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, the heart was missions. I thought I'd get into missions right away. Yeah. Um, but the long story short is that conversation. I say, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. Exactly. And so we kept a conversation. I went back to school and over that last year, um, I came into Toronto. Um, that summer, I not only did I meet Daniel, but I actually met my now wife, which was cool because she yeah. was living in Toronto. So I could come <laughs> here and visit her, yeah. visit the church, and uh, had a year to be able to work through, is this what God wants here yeah. at Calvary? And it was. He made it so clear every step of the way. It just blew me away how open the door was. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that, that brought me here to Calvary. And now I just hit June 1st was two years. So, yeah. and it's been an incredible two years. I love Calvary Church. And my, my heart has been and is mm-hmm. missions, cross-cultural, multicultural, multi-generational. And what better place what? than Toronto? Yeah. Pape and Danforth, you know? I, I was at work having a conversation recently where it's, we were talking about church differences. And she was saying how at church recently there was someone coming in and it was uh, just... It was different because it wasn't someone white, essentially. Yeah. And it's just like, man, that's... Uh, like, for me, I've got to get used to less multicultural. Mm-hmm. Not like Ham- It's not that Hamilton's not multicultural and mm-hmm. you don't have a cross-group of believers. You absolutely do. Yes. But growing up in Calvary, it's... It's a very multicultural church. It's absolutely. A, and Toronto is insanely multicultural. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, that's... It's, it's a great spot, especially to learn about world missions, yeah. and it's a great spot for some urban missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Calvary, as you know, is has a huge, rich history in yep. missions, sending, oh, yeah. uh, supporting, uh, AIM started here, you know, yep. a bunch of different ministries, um, all, yeah, supported and connected with Calvary. And so, oh, yeah. yeah, what a place to be able to do ministry with not having a pastoral background. Yeah. Um, and boy, I've learned a lot. I have learned. <laughs> a lot. I haven't done everything right. I haven't done everything wrong either, hopefully. Yeah, no, right? no, yeah. no. <laughs> well, if, if you had done everything everything wrong, uh, by the grace of God, I don't think we would be saying two years. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, probably not. Awesome, man. Yeah. So you've done, this is your first official vocational ministry. You've done camp ministries. You did the summer youth group. What other What other ministries have you been involved in? Yeah, so camp ministry was huge. Um, from grade eight, as pretty much every single summer um, till university, and then even in university, I was working at camps. So camp ministry was huge for me. Um, missions was another thing. So in high school, I went on my first mission trip to the the DR Dominican Republic. Nice. Um, with a shout out, Kids Alive, which is now called Hope Story. Shout um, out. Yeah, <laughs> great, great ministry. Um, our we had some from my home church, some missionaries that we support and sent, and they were in the DR doing work there. And so we worked with an orphanage and, um, you know, school there and Awana programs and things like that. Awana. Yeah, we love Awana. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a huge part. And then in university, I went on my first missions trip. Um, well, second missions trip, but uh, for the full summer mm-hmm. um, to Nepal, cool. um, which was an incredible experience. That was one of the coolest trips 
in the fact that we got a taste for every different type of ministry from soccer ministry to working in leper colonies to um, just street evangelism um, to doing puppets for kids, you know, (laughs) orphanages. Uh, We would do just relational evangelism. One day I went out and just helped construction workers build a building and we would just go out and just help them out and just connect with these guys and build a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was just, so I got a little taste of like all these different things. And uh, that was really, really neat. Um, while I was in university, I was doing Awana again with one church. I was helping in a youth group uh, for three years at the church that I connected. Mm-hmm. Another Calvary church, Calvary Memorial Church. Yep. Um, throw, not quite. I was about to say throw a rock and you'll bounce off a of Calvary. <laughs> but there are a number of them. Almost, almost. With, or uh, First Baptist. Or you know. First Baptist. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, when we went to Word of Life, because uh, mm. we were talking about Word of Life, yeah. uh, shout out, yeah. <laughs> before uh, we start recording, we had to specify we were Calvary Church Toronto because there was another Calvary Church there. Yes. <laughs> and even within the AGC, we go to these conferences and it's like, oh, you're from Calvary. Which of the hundred Calvaries? <laughs> You're like, oh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, so let's specify. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that and is. then my parents, like I mentioned, they were invo- involved in mm-hmm. a bunch of ministries, and we, as their kids, of course, were involved in yeah. those ministries, too. So, yeah, a lot, so, of, lot of different things. A lot, di- lot of different things, a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's a lot of wisdom that the Lord's learned you. Absolutely. <laughs> by, by the grace of God. Exactly. Uh, before I ask my next question, I have a random one. All right. What was the name of this tea again? Bangle Spice. One of my favorite teas. All right. So, y'all, you need to go buy some Bangle Spice because Isaac was wonderful enough to give me a cup of this tea, and oh. it is blowing my mind. It's good, eh? It is absolutely delicious. Yeah. I will take 12 more. <laughs> we may have to take a commercial break here and uh, go get some more. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, so back to the regular scheduled question. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, How do you determine what to share with the youth? Yeah, so I think there's uh, two ways of how I determine, and it's two different groups. So we have a junior high ministry grade Mm -hmm. 6, 7, and 8, and then we have a senior high ministry grade 9 to 12, you know, Mm -hmm. our high school students. Um, And how I determine it actually is different for each group. Right. Um, And I think that that just comes because of what they're going through in life, um, the age that they are, the maturity that they are, yeah, um, and things like that. So for our junior high, um, a lot of it is based on um, hearing what is going on within the home based on parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so for more of the practical stuff, what's going on in the home, I can you know be able to share with our lesson times and things like that and just in conversations or small groups. Um, so it's so important to be connected not just to the youth but to the family unit and to the Absolutely. parents, right? yeah. Um, so we're trying to do that. So some of that's that. And then um, just because it's only been two years when I first started, I just wanted to start with a basic biblical foundation because um, I didn't know what they had been taught, what they had been going through. So we did some different things. Right now on Sundays, we go through something called the Gospel Project. Nice. Um, incredible foundation. We start, you know, Genesis and over three years, every single Sunday, we will go through the entire Bible. That's awesome. Um, Amazing, amazing. Then on our weekdays, we meet on Tuesdays with the junior high. We went through programs like Alpha. Um, So asking these questions, being able to struggle and work through some of these things Mm -hmm. with the kids at a young age, because this is the time of their life that they're they're starting to question things. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we like Francis Chan. Francis yep. Chan, he's got some... Doc- Fran Chan, the man. Yeah, little <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> we got uh, we did Doctrine, so the basics, nice, like yeah. six, six-week series. Uh, what do we believe as Christians? What is our doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that word, doctrine, the kids, every time it would come up, doctrine, they would say, doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to know it, and it was really cool to say, what what is the purpose of the church? Why do we do baptism? Mm-hmm. What is communion? Mm-hmm. You know, those are great questions to ask ask um and then we did some david platt some life on mission wow so what is okay. our mission as as christians yeah if you do follow christ then what what, what are we called to do um to reach out to our friends things like that 
Another great one we did, which is not very popular, at least I hadn't heard of it much, was um, called True Story. Okay. It's by Compassion International, okay. um, the, the mission organization yeah. where they support children, um, your sponsored child and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, a girl named Alyssa, who's from this area, Toronto, her mom works for Compassion, she works for Compassion, um, and she wrote this book based on her story of her true story of how to reach the lost and what does the Bible say about having compassion on the lost, on the suffering, on those awesome. who are spiritually and physically in poverty. Mm -hmm. um, and those are the two key, key things they look at is spiritual poverty, which is the key. If you if we are in spiritual poverty, if we do not have Christ, if we are not saved, that's our biggest problem. Yep. But alongside of that, we can't neglect the physical poverty that is all around us here in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and so being able to talk with our youth and saying like, there's spiritual poverty out there and there's physical poverty. Mm -hmm. And how can we interact with that living in a city where they're going to walk by? Well, first of all, everyone around us, there's tons of, you know, people who do not have Christ yeah. in their lives. And then there's, there's poverty, physical poverty all over too. Right. Oh yeah. Great well, curriculum. Right. And I'm just thinking like yeah. we're right here at Pape and Danforth, like there, we had the food bank out of here. I yep. think there's still a food bank up the street, but there's, there is, yeah. there's a shelter up the street. There's a pregnancy shelter a couple blocks over at Broadview. Yeah. Yep. There's any, like the, the physical poverty and spiritual poverty. And we do, uh, we, go have, far for it. we have our community dinner here on Tuesday yeah. nights too. Shout out to the community yeah, dinner. Yeah, which is an incredible ministry. Yeah. We have, you know, hundreds of people come in throughout the, the winter season, the colder months, mm -hmm. and we, we feed them and share the gospel. Mm -hmm. And that's the f meeting their physical needs and their spiritual needs. Exactly. And so it's just really it's cool. It's a great twofer. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. that was some of the curriculum. Now to our senior high, mm -hmm. we do some of those. We did some of those programs. Um, incredible. Great basis foundation. We, we know that they understand the gospel. They've heard the gospel. And of course, the gospel is throughout everything, right? That is mm -hmm. the basis of what we do. Um, but uh, we've gotten into more. They've asked questions like, okay, you know, here's a tough question. Where did Jesus actually go when he died for those three days? Which is yep. like, okay, I don't have the answer right now, but yeah. let's get back to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, other questions like, is Jesus the only way to get to heaven? And if so, what about the person on, you know, the tribal island who never hears of Jesus? How can they be saved? How can they get to heaven? Right. And so wrestling through some of those questions, it's been so fun. I love the senior high because they're at it just that little bit more educated level and asking mm -hmm. those tougher questions. And it's a smaller group too, so we can really wrestle through this together yeah. as a group yeah so yeah it's been fun so we really listened to the senior high what are they going through um we did a series by da horton i believe okay um on decisions nice. senior high they got to make a lot of decisions oh, yeah. in life oh yeah how do we make decisions what is it based off of do we add christ into the decisions that we make do we pray about these decisions mm -hmm. So yeah, we, we oh, it's been so fun. I love youth ministry and, <laughs> and being able to do these lessons is a ton of fun. Sharing the love of God, that's what we do, but mm. also the games and stuff. Come on, that you can't. Oh yeah, well, you can't neglect that, right? <laughs> as I, before you came up here, as I was setting up, I was like, oh, I've got fun memories from here. Uh, I was like that ping pong table. Yes, <laughs> it still lives. It still. Oh lives. yeah, which is a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. You've actually brought up a couple, but it's always fun to ask. Are there any specific uh, preachers, authors, theologians, or artists that you learn from that you'd uh, that you'd like to recommend? Yeah, I mean the ones that I, I have mentioned. Um, D. A. Platt is probably one of my favorites. Um, just his his heart, boy. Some people say some things about him that they don't really like his preaching or something because he sometimes will cry in a message, like shed some tears, you yeah. know? But I just think that shows his heart. He really oh, yeah. loves God and his people. And I, a couple years ago, I got to go to T4G oh, yeah. with some friends and there was one day that was just, just wrecked you. Uh, it was Platt spoke first and then... Uh, Kevin DeYoung. Okay, yeah. And then both of them just hit you with heavy messages and mm. Platt cried, which, like, 
that's his heart. Yeah. Like that you can tell how much it affects him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then DeYoung did his message about like, how do we actually believe what the Bible says? Yeah. Like a very challenging message like that. And then the final preacher of the evening was Matt Chandler mm. and who's very funny. Yeah. But that lulls you into a false sense of security being like, oh, okay, this is going to be, he's going to hit us with some stuff, but we're going to laugh. Yeah. It's like laugh, laugh, punch in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, no dude. Sucker punch. Yeah. <laughs> There's stuff you need to be convicted about and learn. Yeah. yeah. And that, yeah, so, sorry, sidetrack. No, no, I, I would love to go to T4G. I've never been able to go yet. Oh, my but, gosh, uh, yeah. If, if if you can, I'd recommend it. I'd also heavily recommend Urbana. Yeah, once again, haven't been yeah. able to go to that either. Yeah. Would love it's to. coming up this year. I know, in December, right? <laughs> yeah, December. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we shall see. We shall yeah. see. Yeah, but David Platt, great guy. Yeah. And he, once again, same thing with my heart, too, is is he's yes pastoral but he's also huge missions minded has just a love for the lost for reaching the unreached oh yeah um, you know and, and that i can resonate with him um and going or going to moody bible institute we had something called founders week every year right uh, where we would bring in speakers from all over and um one of my jobs i was an usher and i got to work in the green room with all the speakers oh cool and so i've met oh you name them you know <laughs> i've met so many of these guys and david platt was one of those guys that stood out to me that yeah yes i was just the usher in the green room to you know get him his food and you know make sure he's on stage on time and things like that but really cared just cared about everyone he interacted with yeah yeah I actually got to meet him at T4G. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I went up to the stage just to say hi, and I got to do a, get a picture with him. And not, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but mm-hmm. I think a lot of the other pastors tended to bounce because they're like, I don't want to feed into this, the, the celebrity piece. Yes. Like, into that beast. I'm not here for that. Yeah. Like, they act a, Chandler actively discourages everything. Hmm. Uh, one thing I'm quite thankful for with him is before any of his audio messages, he's like, we thank you for listening. We hope God blesses you through this. But please do not use this to replace teaching that you can get from your hmm. local church. Like, you should be going there wow. first. Good for him. Um, and then Platt, but Platt stuck, stuck around and was saying hi to people and greeting yeah. people and then even praying with people, hmm. which was really awesome because you're like, he's not doing that for the celebrity piece yeah. or that beast. That's a pastoral's like, heart right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, you know what? People people are coming up and want to chat. I'm mm-hmm. going to chat. Absolutely. Yeah. So he really, really awesome dude. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Francis Chan, we, we like his, his teachings and stuff. Um, and yeah, just really down-to-earth guy and really can he can relate to the youth too mm-hmm. he, he does a, a good job of relating to multi-generational oh yeah yeah um and like reading some of his stuff uh you know crazy love and things like that right yeah have you read racing hell i haven't no you should yeah is that one you recommend i heavily recommend it it's just it's a tough read okay because it's 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 tough in the by convic- francis chen yes okay it's tough in the it's it's convicting because yes hell and justice they're like it's good but it's also very rough things mm. to think about because yeah. you we love people we don't want them to go there absolutely uh but he makes his case very well and it came out at the time as a rebuttal to uh, Rob Bell's uh, love, love wins. wins, yeah, but it wasn't like here's where Rob's an idiot because yeah, that's not how yeah. Fran, Fran the Chan Man operates. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but come at it, it in love, exactly. So if you can, I'd really recommend that. Okay. And of course, uh, crazy, crazy yeah, love is crazy excellent, love. and Forgotten God is yeah. wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Yeah, D. A. Plots. I, I recommend is radical. Yeah, you know, just living a radical life. Radical, and, and then he's got follow me and him. Yeah. And, him and Chan did a book together or a series together. Oh, I think. okay. Yeah, I'll have to look that up and send that one to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is a difficulty faced by the church today? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> as as you heard, we were just talking about before. I'm getting ordained this Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and we just had my ordination exam about a month ago. And that this was one of the questions on the exam. Actually, was what are some of the challenges that church faces and you know, I wrestled through, okay, there's a lot of challenges, you know, we are not in an easy time by any means, right? Not yeah. that the church has ever been at like an easy time, right? There's yeah. always opposition and things like that. But one of the things I, I think I see in the youth and in the church is uh, the fact that many people don't really believe that the Bible is really a hundred percent inerrant word of God and, and true and, and that they can trust it. Mm-hmm. And then 
out of that comes so many problems, right? Like, is there really a hell? How could a loving God send anyone to hell? Yeah. Um, is Jesus the only way to heaven? How could there only be one way? Like, what, what about, you know, like I said with the youth, like these youth are asking this because they don't really, they don't trust that the Bible is fully true. And they don't, mm-hmm. like, how could Jesus be the only way? Like, how could he send people to, you know, eternal separation from him, mm-hmm. right? Like, that doesn't seem like a fair God, right? And yeah. we're trying to put this into our perspective. But the challenge is that we don't trust the Bible. And therefore, our dogma, our theology, our doctrine is based on emotion, Yep. and what we think should be right. And so I'm putting my thoughts on the creator of the universe and this is what I think he should be doing or he shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And that all comes out of not trusting that the word of God is is pure and you know trustworthy and mm-hmm. inerrant and, and useful for preaching and rebuking, you know, 2 yeah. Timothy, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's a huge problem. That, that comes from parents to youth to kids to maybe not even preaching the word of God on the pulpit enough, right? Mm-hmm. Not that that happens here at Calvary. No, we no, are, no, we are no. solid yeah, here, right? Yeah, no, no. That, <laughs> but across, across the Christian oh, yeah. world, right? Oh, yeah. Where at times it's, you see churches, and at first it's well-meaning, where it's like, okay, let's maybe start doing Sunday as an avenue to engage some of the cultural issues that are going on. Yeah, there's and I nothing, get that. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But if that's all you're doing, yes. there's a problem. Yeah. And if there's not, if it becomes the soapbox and not, you're not putting it through the lens of the gospel, then there's an even bigger problem. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's one of the things I would definitely say as uh, one of the big challenging issues and that has many other rabbit trails that we could go oh, down, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So many, so okay. many trails with that one. Um, what has been your biggest struggle as a person in in pastoral ministry or any ministry yeah you know i think more with my wife and i have been married for just over a year now um and i think a challenge is finding the balance of being wholeheartedly in the ministry and here all the time and you know ready to go Mm -hmm. and also setting aside time for for my wife and i and, and date night and family time and things like that uh is, is a challenge because, man, ministry, you could be here every single day, 24 hours a day. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, you know, constantly. There's always something going on. And so we, we've been trying to put up boundaries and things like this to be able to set aside time for just my wife and I for date night and things mm-hmm. like that. And um, so we're, we're trying our best with that, but that's definitely a challenge. And, you know, I, I love God. And I want to give him more than 40 hours, right? And, yeah. And, and so that that isn't an issue. But... At the same time, you know, trying to love my wife first too is mm-hmm. is a ministry, and it is should be my priority too, right? Yeah. Um, and and then she's involved heavily in the ministry too, so trying to make sure that I'm not burning her out is yeah a whole other level of things yeah. too, right? And and she loves it too. She wants to be here all the time, but she's already working forty hours at her work. Then to come here and work another twenty a week, it's yeah. a lot, right? Absolutely. Thank you for uh, being open in that. Absolutely. One of the reasons I love asking that question is, and again, not something I've seen so much at Calvary, but it is a problem I've seen in the church that I think is starting to dissipate a bit, Mm -hmm. is where it's like the attitude of the superstar pastor or the superstar pastoral staff. Yeah. Where it's like they have to be at everything. They have to be infallible Mm -hmm. in everything. Like... Yes, there is pastoral accountability as outlined in the Bible, and that is a higher standard than the traditional believer. That's something that should be kept, absolutely. Yeah. But I think a lot of churches have gone beyond that, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, so Isaac's not at every single function. Well, it's time to look at, like, like cramming at him, being like, why aren't you here? Why aren't you doing your job? Yeah. Why aren't you perfect? Where it's like... Yes, you're you're answering a higher, an even higher standard, but mm-hmm. you're you're still a person. Yeah, um, absolutely. Now I will say, Calvary Church has been really good with oh, this. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not throwing in any way. Oh yeah, Calvary no, I'm not saying that either. With, yeah, yeah, no. They. I just want to give them a shout out that oh, they have yeah. been they have been good and that exactly. Even yeah. Pastor Daniel and giving us saying, you know what, you should set aside time and yeah. uh, making that a priority and saying like you should a certain amount of nights a week you should be here doing your programs and stuff. But you know what. 
take the rest off. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I have been blessed, but it's more of a challenge of myself wanting to be here for as much as I can. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you, the Lord has brought you to something that you love doing. Absolutely. And when you love doing something, you want to do it like all the time. Yes. And do it well. <laughs> and do it well. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing that just quickly popped up was a quote from Mark Driscoll. Okay. And it, to me, it's still a good one. I know he's done some stuff that's not good. And that has got to a point where it's like, okay, can you take anything he says? Mm-hmm. Whatever. But it was during the Elephant Room conference. And he was like, I am a husband first, a father second, mm-hmm. and a pastor third. Or no, no, you're a Christian first. Sorry. Yes. That's the part. Yes. You're a Christian first, a father second, or a father slash husband second, yeah. and a pastor third. And I'm like, that's a great thing to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, at times with people in ministry, it's so easy to, because you love it and you want to do it well, to throw yourself in overboard. But then on the flip side, the expectation from people intentionally or not that you like, that's almost the demand that you have to be there, live, like live, bleed, die the church. And then it's like, you're not getting to do that time at home Mm -hmm. to minister to yeah. your wife and to enjoy a fun date night. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's great that you're you've got that focus. So we're, we're getting the balance. Air high five. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for letting me go on my side tangent. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, you have done some absolutely awesome things with the youth group here. I gotta say, like I've been following on Instagram and on Facebook. Yeah. So I've been loving to see uh, some of the new and different things you've done. Like you're embracing the the current like even video trends where just recently y'all did that video with the music where it was like this not stop motion but the poses and everything in the various yeah kind of like a a play on the mannequin challenge yeah yeah Yeah. um so what brought those ideas like yeah yeah i mean i we love being creative if we can do it right Mm -hmm. and the kids you got to meet the kids where they're at, right? And, yeah. And video technology and stuff, like, they love that stuff. Um, social media is a challenge to not go too much into it. Um, <laughs> of course, now, social like, Facebook is for old people. Yeah. That's what they yeah. call it, right? I feel so old. It's, oh. it's, it's now the, the Snapchats, right? Like, yeah. where's that? Yeah, which I also don't want to get into. Yeah, no, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like the video we did, you know, so we had our 90th anniversary, as you know, here at the church. um, And they asked, would you do something as a youth group? And to be honest, a lot of our youth don't really like performing. Like we didn't just want to sing another song. We want to do something special, right? Yeah. And so... I was thinking, what could we possibly do? And I had been seeing those mannequin challenges where, you know, it's like everyone's frozen in a in a room and you kind of go around the camera and mm-hmm. you're just seeing one or two people at a time and you make your way through the the room and everyone's kind of doing something different and so what if we did something like that to show what youth group looks like through a video like that yeah and so the kids and i we just had a blast and it's super easy because you just get them well once you get them to settle down and actually well, stay that's the thing you know stay still <laughs> kind of crazy kids shout yeah. out <laughs> shout out to you you crazy rambunctious youths yeah we love you but <laughs> yeah yeah y'all are um, energetic <laughs> yeah so like we did we did a scene of of like this sitting in the amphitheater of like a teaching like teaching the lesson yeah, right yeah and so the kids are kind of like pretending to listen some are like falling asleep some are sitting upside <laughs> down you know just kind of a, a fun silliness and then of course I'm holding the Bible out you know yeah. pretending like I'm preaching like yeah. yelling at them kind of thing and yeah um, so that was kind of fun and then we, we show our, our game room of them kind of playing at the pool table and ping pong and things like that and then going down to the gym um, mm-hmm. and things like that and then we were playing a game which if anyone who does youth ministry if you want to do something crazy do a game called bamboozled have you ever played chris <laughs> no i haven't i okay. don't think so jelly belly the jelly belly beans right they made this game where they made jelly beans that oh that have like really disgusting flavors terrible disgusting and it's flavors. Like, like one's like fart oh yeah or yeah. or like throw up or yeah. stinky socks or rotten eggs or... oh right and you isn't it like you spin a wheel and yeah spin the wheel and it lands on it and then there's they look the exact same so for example it could be either like um popcorn or rotten eggs right and you can't tell which is which yeah yeah and so yeah you you kind of have to just take one and you put it in your mouth and you soon find out what it is you hope for the best hope for the best that's a great <laughs> game so that was one of the scenes and so yeah we just like doing these videos and, and kind of getting creative and uh yeah just meeting the kids where they're at with those types of things and yeah. that's awesome man that's great keep, it's a blast 
keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love just seeing it from that outside where I'm like, man, that's wicked. That's <laughs> in the good way. In the yes, good way. Of course, um, of course. I hope so. <laughs> so, and you touched on this in the video for the 90th year, uh, the 90 year celebration, but I couldn't share that on the website. Like it's on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. You can't get that sucker off. <laughs> ah. uh, so, I, it's, and you had a great answer and a, you don't have to replicate it exactly. But what does 90 years of Calvary Church mean? Yeah, 90 years at Calvary Church, man. The fact that I've only been here for two years mm-hmm. of those 90, you know, <laughs> I don't have much to say, you know, yeah. compared to some people who have been here for a lot longer, like yourself, right? <laughs> yeah, nine, Calvary Church means a lot more to you. Uh, well, but but you're you're here. Like, don't don't downplay it. That's true. That is true. And two years have been, it's been incredible two years. But, you know, Calvary Church has just been really a family within a giant city. I come from a home, small little church um, out in the country, mm-hmm. 3,000 people in the entire town. Wow. Um, you know, real small, that's where like our church was like 3,000 in this block. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like in my apartment building. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, I was really worried about coming to the city of that this would just be this kind of like mega church type thing that no one really knows each other and, and it's not a family and that's not true at all of Calvary Church. Mm-hmm. It is so well-connected and uh, such a family. People love each other and take care of each other. And when, you know, as iron sharpens iron, Proverbs 27, 17. So yep. one man sharpens another. And that is true of Calvary Church. And um, and also, I would say, along with that, being the family, it's also a picture of heaven, I would say. Mm. And the multicultural aspect that it is, mm-hmm. this is a little, little glimpse of what heaven's going to look like. Every tongue, every tribe, every nation, mm-hmm. worshiping, praising God, sharpening each other, growing together. That's what Calvary Church has been, and that's what I've seen. And they have loved us. We have loved them. Um, and we, we have no need to leave Calvary Church for many years mm-hmm. unless the Lord does something yeah. different, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we love Calvary Church for the family that it is and for the fact that they are grounded in the Word of God, that they are on mission. Um, and, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been awesome. We love Calvary Church. Thank you for answering that, man. And uh, Yeah. You answered it better than I could have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Wait, different, different, different viewpoints. Oh right? yeah. Things well, like, that. It, like when I, before we move on to the next questions, because mm-hmm. I know we got to wrap up. Um, when I came back for, because there was like the three weeks of celebrating the 90th, and it was like past, present, future. Yeah. And I came the week that uh, Tom, my yeah. awesome father-in-law, preached, and it was just like almost the sense of coming home. Hmm. where not knocking St. Clair or any other church, oh, yeah. but because I spent 27 years of my life at Calvary. Exactly. Like it was yeah. just like there was the familiarity, but then also as we were talking about the people and how it's a family, that is abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. I have people who I haven't seen since I left, Yeah. Uh, since I got married and moved, um, who have kept up with me, mm-hmm. who asked me questions. I'm like, I don't even know if I knew the answer to that. <laughs> They're like, hey, so I saw you doing this. I'm like, hold up, man. I'm doing this. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's a great place with the, like the multicultural, the, yeah. Shout out to Calvary. Wonderful. Yes. Um, what are some of the ways you see the Lord at work in Toronto and in Canada? Yeah, I think going back to the multicultural aspect is that God is reaching the unreached within this city. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Syrian refugees are coming, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, never have we been able to really get into some of these closed countries and be able to preach the gospel openly like we can here. Yeah, and and I mean we're you know so close to so many different neighborhoods, so many different ethnic groups, mm-hmm. and people who have maybe never heard of Jesus. We can share that for the first time and through community dinner or through the youth program, kids even, um, never hearing the gospel before. um, I would say God is using Calvary Church just an incredible way to reach people who, for many of of them, have never heard of the gospel or never fully understood the gospel. Um, And you can't get that in a little white suburbia or something like yeah, that, no, right? No, and you can't. Not to knock on that, that's where I come from, a little small white <laughs> church, right? But uh, it, there, there's there's a place for that. Like, exactly. God uses that, but yep. it's, it is very different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and not knocking it, but white suburbia church model would not work at a, in an urban epicenter mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. multicultural. Yeah, so we've yeah. been seeing, you know, uh, just many different people from all different walks of life mm-hmm 
coming in, experience a family, a, a love that they haven't even experienced in many of their own cultures back home mm -hmm. um, and seeing that we care for, for them and that we love them and we love them because Christ loves us. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the key, right? We can't do any of this without Christ. And, and so God gets the glory. We give him the glory and he's the one that's doing everything. We are just trying to stay faithful, stay obedient and, and be willing to be creative to reach different people, right? Yeah. Here in our own city and around the world. Yeah. And around the world, yeah. Awesome, man. All right, final question. Uh, what would you say to someone who is thinking about pursuing a vocation in, in ministry? Yeah, I mean, it depends what age or where you're at in life, but uh, number one, get involved in ministry. Doesn't need to be vocational right away. Yeah. Um, get a taste for different types of ministry. Um, you may like some over more than another, right? You may love youth ministry and not some other aspect, right? Or you yeah. may love seniors ministry, you know? Um, and so get involved in your local church. It's all about the local church. Mm -hmm. um, get involved, do ministry. You don't have to be paid to do ministry. And yeah. and one day, Lord willing, I'll be able to be self-supported and just be involved in the church yeah. um, and not have to take money from the church. That would be the dream, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, yeah, get involved in ministry, read get educated. You don't have to go to seminary. I love seminary. I love yeah. Bible school. Go to it if you can. If you have the time, if you're young, go to Bible school. If you're in high school right now and you're thinking about it, like absolutely love it. Heritage, shout out to them. They do a great job. We got Tyndale yeah. here in Toronto, many different Bible schools. Um, I, of course, I have to shout out Moody. Yeah. The best <laughs> school, right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just read, read widely, read vastly. Like, see what is going on, how people do ministry. Um, I didn't study pastoral studies, and yet here I am in a pastoral role, associate in youth, mm -hmm. um, and I'm learning it through experience. Mm -hmm. My own experience by being in ministry and reading books. Um, one of the books I just read was on being a pastor and just hearing how to mentor people, how to counsel people, how to do funerals, things like this, you know? Yeah. Never had any sort of formal training on that, but yet God can still use you. And mm -hmm. so if you were thinking about it, Get involved. Start doing it right away. Don't don't wait. You know, mm -hmm. read widely and pray. Pray about it. See where God would have you, and look for those open doors. And be willing to say, okay, if there's a closed door, that I'm not going to go through that door. Mm -hmm. Right? Don't try to force something. Let yeah. God be at the center of it. So, yeah. Awesome, Isaac. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. Thank to, you. To uh, share your heart and your insights. Absolutely, it's, uh, it's been my pleasure. It, it's been a blast, man. We got we got to get you back on. We got to do this. <laughs> yes, that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, dear listener, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed and learned something from today's episode and learned from Isaac. Uh, he is wonderful. And if you can, pray for Calvary and pray mm. for pray for Isaac and his lovely wife as they are pouring their hearts into the youth ministry here. Absolutely, we would greatly appreciate that. Awesome. And hope you guys have a wonderful day and a wonderful week since this is uh, technically Monday that you're listening to this. Uh, have a great, uh, great week. God bless, my friends. Take care.